Welcome to class. My name is Jeff Pullier, and you're listening to HeroClix 201. With this show, I want to dive into details that many players, especially newer ones, may not know. This is a history lesson, where you'll learn about game elements that don't come into play very often. Today's episode was recorded on 30th October, 2018. Set Spotlight, where I talk about a specific release and feature noteworthy figures from that set. Explosion with an X, was another Marvel set and the first set of 2003. As the name implies, it brought more of the X-Men and their villains to the game. It was also the first set to have Iron Man. There were 84 REV figures plus 12 uniques. 20 LEs came out as prizing. With a printed zero attack and zero damage, the Common Destiny XP-022 would never be an attacker. There was exactly one reason to have this yellow-ringed rookie on your team. Two clicks of probability control for 20 points. Those same two clicks, the first two, also had super senses, and that was the only thing to keep her alive. She was four clicks long with a zero printed range and the Brotherhood of Mutants team ability. Her opening click was a mere 6-0-13-0 and ended at 4 0 Still, the 20-point probability control was, and is, a good value. She was retroactively given the keywords Brotherhood of Mutants, Past, and Psychic. The uncommon, experienced Iceman brought both defense and offense to the battlefield. Out of five clicks, the first two have Barrier, and the first three have Range Combat Expert to go with his six-range single target. On click four, he has Incapacitate, Iceman was XP-038, cost 36 points, and had Flight and the Defender's Team ability. His opening click was 8-8-16-1, and his attack dropped to 7 for the next two clicks. That's a low attack value, but could be bumped up by that ranged combat expert. His attack value of 6 when he has Incapacitate wasn't likely to hit, but he might have been targeting a character with a lower defense value by that point too. On his final click, he was at 5-5-12-1 and had no powers. He was later given the keywords Defenders, X-Factor, and X-Men. XP-060 Psylocke is our veteran figure for this lesson, but was found in the uncommon slot of a booster. At 45 points, she had 6 clicks of life, 8 range single target, and the X-Men team ability. This is Ninja Psylocke, and to represent that, she has Stealth, Blades Claws Fangs, and Enhancement on her first three clicks. She lost all of those on click four, but gained Incapacitate for two clicks. Defensively, she relied on that Stealth to keep her from being hit, as her highest defense value was 16 and dropped to a 12. Her opening click was 8-10-16-2. By the time she had Incapacitate, her attack was down to an 8. She was retroactively given the keywords Martial Artist, Psychic, The Hand, and X-Men. Our unique for this lesson is another X-Foe, the Reptilian Sauron. Sauron was XP-091 and had a value of 77 points. 
For those points, he had 7 clicks, flight, 0 range, no team ability, and would later be given the keywords animal and psychic. He had toughness his entire dial. On his first click, he also had charge and blades claws fangs with numbers of 10, 11, 16, 2. On click 2, the charge was lost in favor of mind control, which he kept through click 4. On click 3, his blades went away in favor of steel energy. The steel energy stayed until click 5. Finally, we'll look at the LE Kitty Pride, XP212. Kitty had flight, no range, the X-Men team ability, and 6 clicks for 51 points. She had phasing teleport for the first 5 clicks, super senses the first 3, and incapacitate the first 2. Her first click was 8, 10, 17, 2. With flight and phasing teleport, she would have been an excellent taxi to carry another figure through terrain they might otherwise have found it difficult to traverse. This figure was retroactively given the keywords Excalibur, Martial Artist, Teen, and X-Men. What are the things you reach for when you want more than standard light and heavy objects? From cardboard objects with special abilities to 3D representations, from word balloons to light constructs, this is Item Inspection. In comics, the Crimson Gem of Sidorak is a mystical artifact that imbues its possessor with the power of the Juggernaut. It is most often in the possession of Professor Xavier's stepbrother, Kane Marco, but has been used by others, including Colossus of the X-Men. As a Heroclix object, the Crimson Gem of Sidorak was an LE item that came out in conjunction with 2011's Giant Size X-Men set. It was an immobile object that cost 5 points of your build total. You would have to make a relic roll of 5 or 6 for a character in the same square as the object to take it. Once they had it, the gem granted the following. Modify the character's damage value by plus 1, and the character can use charge, super strength, and toughness. Characters can't use more than one damage reduction power. That was a lot of value for 5 points. Next, we have a cardboard element, the Aerial Baffler from Collateral Damage. A yellow-ringed light object, the Aerial Baffler also had the special text of Any character with the Wing or Wing Transporter speed mode that is three or fewer squares from this object gains Earthbound. Any character it carries takes no damage and is placed in the nearest square it can occupy. The short version is that this could have been used to keep a flyer from carrying in a heavy hitter to an area that a player wanted to keep relatively safe. Time for character creation, where I'll take a character that's never been clicked or should be redone and give them a new dial and card. In the main Marvel Universe, Mimic was not a mutant but received his powers from an accident in his father's lab. He blackmailed his way onto the X-Men. This is not the Mimic I'm creating a dial for, though. This Mimic is the Calvin Rankin of Earth-12, and he first appeared in 2001's Exiles No. 1. This Mimic was a mutant and a member of the X-Men in good standing, even acting as team leader, until being abducted by the Time Broker to be one of the Exiles. Mimic could, as his name says, mimic the power of others. While generally limited to five powers at a time, he could call on the powers of certain superhumans, mainly X-Men, around whom he had spent a lot of time. 
Mimic was last clicked in 2008's Mutations and Monsters. My Mimic is 100 points for 7 clicks of life. He has Flight, 6 range single target, the X-Men team ability, and the keywords Exiles and X-Men. He has two traits, the first of which is, I'm going to use that for now. Free. Choose a standard power that any character within three squares can use. Mimic replaces any power already on his dial in that space with the chosen power until he chooses another power of that type, including the power on his dial. Power. Mimic can instead copy a special power from any character within three squares. The second trait is, I've copied a lot of healers. At the end of your turn, heal Mimic of one damage. Mimic only has standard powers on his dial. In addition to flight, he gains charge from Angel. He has Blades Claws Fangs from Wolverine, Toughness from Beast, and Range Combat Expert from Cyclops. His values change very little as he starts with 8, 10, 17, 2 and finishes with 6, 9, 16, 2. In Map Minuche, I'm going to cover a specific map or two from the hundreds that have been produced over the years. The Xavier School outdoor map was very unusual because of its size. In our previous lessons, we've covered maps that were 18 squares by 24 squares, the standard legal size, 24 squares by 24 squares, the original map size, and 8 squares by 8 squares, the typical mini-map size. This map was 12 squares by 12 squares. Given its size and simple terrain, just some hindering in water, I would recommend this as a good map for people just learning the game. This map, an Avengers Mansion on the other side, was found in one of the earlier starter sets. Of the standard size and still X-Men related was the Danger Room indoor map from 2013's Wolverine and the X-Men. This fan favorite map has elevated, hindering, blocking, and water terrain plus walls. It's not quite symmetrical, just different enough that it might make a difference what side one started on. Of particular interest is the control room in columns A through E, rows 9 to 16. This was often an area of great strategic importance. Battlefield conditions can help your team or hinder your enemy. Of course, that's a double-edged sword. Time to break down some BFC DNA. Krakoa, the Living Island, was a feat from the Mutations and Monsters set. It was a little more complicated in text than many other battlefield conditions. Once at the end of each player's turn, he or she can choose a target opposing character adjacent to an unoccupied square of hindering, blocking, or elevated terrain and make an attack roll with an attack value of 9 and a damage value of 2 against the target. The target can't be knocked back by the attack. If the attack succeeds, but the target takes no damage from the attack and has 0 or 1 action tokens, give the target an action token. Not bad. Depending on the map, each player had a good chance to make what was essentially an extra free attack each turn that would either do damage or tie a character up if the attack succeeded. There are keywords we all know and use, both named and generic. But what about the other, almost unknown keywords? Let's reach into the keyword cornucopia. Certainly one of the least useful keywords ever was Titanic 3. 
Why wasn't it useful? Because its only appearance was an explosion on the veteran Crimson Dynamo. It, in comics, the Titanic Three were made up of Crimson Dynamo, Titanium Man, and Radioactive Man. They first appeared in Avengers number 130 from 1974. While there have certainly been opportunities for whiz kids to add the Titanic 3 keyword to various versions of these three characters over the years, they've never done so. Now sponsoring. I don't have commercial sponsors, but I'm still going to promote a product or service every episode. This is a business that I like and support and think you could too. My favorite game that isn't Heroclix is Marvel Puzzle Quest from D3 and Demiurge. At its most basic, this is a gem match 3 game. What makes it stand out is the Marvel characters you use and the storylines that are played through. There are now over 160 characters available, each with powers and abilities to help defeat opposing teams. As you match the gems in any of the six colors, it generates power in those colors. That power, AP, can be used to activate the powers and abilities of the three characters that you choose to take into any given battle. There are five levels of rarity for the characters, from one star through five stars. Being a Heroclix player, I tend to think of these as being common through chase. Marvel Puzzle Quests can be found for mobile phones and on Steam. It's Team Ability Time Capsule. In this segment, I'll talk about an ATA, or a team ability that isn't used any longer. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants ATA, not surprisingly, required the Brotherhood of Mutants keyword to use. It had a cost of 4 points per character with the keyword. It read, Characters using this team ability within 4 squares of another friendly character named Magneto can use willpower. Characters using this team ability named Magneto can use leadership, but when they do, they can only remove action tokens from other friendly characters using this team ability. Only 4 points each to add willpower to your team was a bargain. Adding leadership to Magnetos that may not have had it was a bonus. For a price, you could add extra powers to your characters if they met certain qualifications. These are the featured feats. The protected feat was presented in two sets, Armor Wars and Mutations and Monsters. Protected didn't have any prerequisites for use. It read, Choose a character. Optional. If the character does not already have two action tokens on it, damage dealt to the character as the result of a single action is ignored. After that action is resolved, give this character an action token and remove this feat from the game. If the character already had an action token on it, giving it a second action token deals pushing damage normally. I wouldn't have wanted to waste this on a minor attack that would only deal 1 or 2 damage, rather saving it for a major blow. Protected had a cost of 8 points of your build total to use. That's it for this time. Thank you for listening. Heroclix 201 is presented by the Podcastcadia Network. Questions or comments? Want to chime in about an upcoming topic? I welcome your feedback. Search for Heroclix 201 on Facebook, where you'll also find a visual companion to the various things I discussed this episode. You can also support the show on Patreon. Special thanks to HC Realms for being an incredible source of information and images. Next lesson, I'll be talking about DC's Cosmic Justice. 
Until then, be good, have fun, play clicks.